But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. good it was terrible uh trying to explain to somebody why that's not why it didn't work out for me there i was trying to explain to like somebody actually no a a different story i remember just like my coworker. something happened in like the campaign and i don't remember what it was because a million things happened during this presidential campaign but he said to me he looked at me like and genuinely said like i can't wait to see what snl does with this why they force that out uh, for me They've uh, I I haven't watched it for uh for some time, um and it's not like I got nothing better to do on a Saturday night. I gotta tell you, but I just I know that people will watch it um for just like hate watching reasons, and I it's too long. It's too it's on too late at night. It's it's t- completely mediocre. I just watch I watch the sketches that the AV Club tells me to watch that are good, and that's it. Uh yeah, whatever like good stuff they have ends up filtered down to me through whatever media. Right. Um, and it's still like even then very few and far between. It's not like I see one a week. I see like one a month maybe. Yeah, it's not great. Every time I try to think of the last sketch that I really really enjoyed, the first thing I can think of is Andy Samberg doing Mark Wahlberg talks to animals, and that might have been ten years ago. But I haven't been paying easily that close at attention. least. <laughs> I really love that. That's very good. Um, and I'm, there's probably been other good things in there since. I won't say that they've never done anything funny. I mean, they do a lot of work. So, like, inevitably, they're going to get on to something that's good. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that – are we recording this? I feel like this is – Yeah. I feel like it, do, it doesn't help that they constantly push out any ambitious writers – that like want to do something different and actually yeah, yeah. funny. Famously, yeah. anyone there who was who wanted to do something weird uh, got got shoved out the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I think you should leave is basically an entire show based on uh, failed SNL sketches, and it's yeah. funnier than SNL anything SNL's done in some time. It it is my favorite show of the past two years. It's. It, yeah, it, it's very it, it's as it, it's as good as anything. It's there. The the uh, sketch shows in general, um, you know, tend to be very up and down. Uh, but the 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 sort of uh, uh, the the average on on I think you should leave is like almost all of them are good. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, probably about ninety percent of the I think you should leave sketches are good. Let's Even their worst sketch. What's, what's your favorite one? My favorite? Pick the one. I'll start it off so you can take a moment to think, but mine is the honk of your horny guy. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Do you – wait, uh, side tangent. Do you follow him on, on like, Instagram or Twitter or anything? I actually don't think I do. Uh, Connor O'Malley? Oh, I follow Connor O'Malley. Con- Connor O'Malley is doing some of the uh, the, the best work online. 
I haven't seen any of his YouTube stuff since Lake Show, Lake Talk Show, or whatever that was. Late River Guy. The only uh, late night talk show in a river. Was it a river? I thought it was the Lake Show. Uh, (laughs) I think he did both, actually. I um the yeah there 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 were two but uh I'm I'm fairly certain one is called Late River Guy, um but yeah uh I'm sorry Brendan go ahead give oh, you uh so yours is the honk if you're horny mine uh, go, no, ahead. go ahead you go you go oh, fuck and then after this we'll introduce Greg go ahead Greg so um it's. I think I have a, a a joint favorite right now, even though. All right, well, I'll I'll, I'll do it this way. My favorite currently, uh, although I think it's changed many times, is the um, the the baby shower like gift bag uh, sketch, because of specifically uh, Tim's character saying like on the verge of tears when they agree to put in some of like the fedoras or whatever. And he's just like it's 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 got to be quality on my end or no fucking deal. <laughs> is it, that's the funniest thing in the world to me. And um, oh oh, I had that happen to me this week. I asked my parents. <laughs> I asked my parents if they had just like any mason jars. Um, it's been a boring pandemic for me, and I've been cooking a lot. Uh, and I was gonna try and make some hot sauce, and you need to brine some peppers. So I asked them once, like offhandedly, because this was a very like high decision. I was like I don't make some damn hot sauce. I wonder if some. My parents have some mason, mason jars. So my 6 a.m. Haven't been well, to sleep texting my parents about hot sauce. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I got three or four separate phone calls from my parents who seemed like very motivated to move these, these, these mason jars. And then it all like comes to a head on Saturday when my younger brother calls me. And he's like, hey, do you want any of these mason jars? It's like, what the fuck, man? He's like, oh, we're at uh, dad's storage unit. He's got like four, four 12 packs of mason jars here. And I was like, oh, like if I want a mason jar, I want like two. And, and the, the line went silent. And, and Ian goes, the dad says no deal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, either, it's either that or um, the – I wish it was its own show. But in in the laser spine surgery one, where uh, where it, the entire thing at uh, Robbie Starr from Superstar Tracks Records, that sort of like side story there of him trying to get his scamming uh, men and adult men into thinking they can sing is the it is that could easily be its own show. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's tied for my favorite right now. Like you, it, ch- it kind of changes, but like that one's consistently up there. And my other one, my other favorite is um, the hot dog car. Yeah, that's Sketch. probably number two for Look, me. I want to, I want to show you this. There you go. There's a sticker. We, we got it. We got a sticker of the of of Craig Robinson in the hot dog costume, which is all. And I want to. I, I, I want to touch on that sketch. To me, is the guy wearing the hot dog suit. Yeah. The real capstone cherry on top. But that that is a very good example of, of the sort of thing that um, you could get. It, it's SNL sort of uh, will do a, a weird one as like the the you know whatever like the last sketch of the night or second to last one of the night uh, whatever it is. Um, but stuff like that where he where at one point a guy who who dresses a hot dog who crashes a hot dog car through a, a menswear store is just listing porn sites. 
that that's the sort of thing that you're not going to get because they have to have Alec Baldwin stare into the camera and open his wet mouth. It's very he tweeted wet. out. He tweeted out uh, after after Trump got voted out. Um, allegedly. That, uh, thank you, Alec Baldwin. Or, or he said, you're welcome. I'm sorry, not thank you. He tweeted out, you're welcome. Like his fucking... Uh, like he did this. Four out of ten Trump impression. We brought him down. We brought the bad orange man down. Um, orange man bad. Oh, we never introduced Greg. Yeah, I know. I was getting to it. I like a nice cold open, I'm realizing. Yeah, That's yeah. true. Well, well, a cold open's one thing, but we've been going. Yeah, we're... we're uh, I'm having fun. I'm in it. I'm chilling. I don't like, I don't like to see the open. I like movies that like delay the opening credits to like 20 minutes into the movie. That is right, good. Right. You get like, you get like the diner scene from Reservoir Dogs and it goes like, boom, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and much in that style, we, uh, I'm Brendan. This is the Dismal Tide. We're back another week. That's uh, Mike. Say hello. This is Mike, and this is the sound of my voice. Good. You'll remember that, because then we got another white man who's joined us, and we're all going to sound the same, so I'm really sorry about that. But uh, we're, our, our close friend Greg, who is uh, a musician and an artist on Instagram, and now a barber as well. Yep. Hi. I'll cut your hair. I'll, I'll take your hair. You'll take I'll put a blank. I'll put a blanket over your chest and steal your hair. Uh, uh, Greg, I'm interested. What would, you, what would you do with my hair here? Well, it's so backlit um, that he can't even get a good yeah, look at I can, it. Yeah, I can turn a different light on. The light above my head in my living room is. is you have to get. Bright. You have to get a lamp. I have a lamp. I just don't have a, a side table. Oh. The- <laughs> Greg, what would you do with my hair here? Uh, wow. Well, I would probably very thick. I kind of like it tall on top. What would you do with it? You like it tall? You like it that tall? I kind of like tall? it tall. Not that tall. No, I need right. Well, I would just. I would. You cut it. Fuck. I'd take a fucking lawnmower and chop it down. All right. I feel like this is getting insensitive. You're leaving him no choice. You're asking <laughs> in a very confrontational manner. <laughs> you fucked yeah, up let me put it. you on the spot. Oh, you think you can cut hair? What'd you do uh, about this? <laughs> you ever think about that? You, all right, let me show you my pubes. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I do pubes. I do pubes. Half price. Hey, whatever pays the bills, bud. Yeah, haircut forty, pubes twenty-five. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What's the? Uh, I, obviously nothing. But what's the? Uh, what's going on with uh, Swift Technique? You guys gonna be all good after the pandemic? I haven't been in that band since last October. Oh my! There God. you go. See, this is why we get you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> gotta find you gotta- out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I only- didn't make a big like uh, you know long. Uh, drawn out, you know, Facebook post about it because I hate those. So I yeah, just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can get rid of B asking you that if you'd like as well. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it just makes you look stupid. So if you want to oh, keep it in Oh, that's why I'm telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I have to <laughs> imagine gone. that that uh, at, the, at the level that you are at, that it's very stressful to be in bands long term when uh basically uh, you know when it comes to like touring and all that and managing everybody's schedule and especially with a band that was that size yeah um it was pretty stressful uh i was in that band for 11 years 
And um, when you are with any group of people or even just any one person for that long, um, if you don't like, I mean, it's like a fucking, it's a relationship, you know, if you don't like get your shit out when it happens, it just festers and turns into uh, me quitting the band basically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean like, and you're right. Like every part about it was like, I didn't mind doing the work of like logisticizing and all that kind of shit. It's just part of it, but it does take a toll and it's not a lot of money and it like takes this thing that, you really like doing and turns it into a fucking chore. So I stopped and now I actually like playing music again and I'm working uh, by stealing people's hair. So I like the way you describe the, the barber business. <laughs> I'll take your damn hair. Give it to me. Well, throw it's another also, one in. That it's also, uh, I would, I would think a good job to have for, uh, for, being on the move and if you were to be out on the road again it's that you can come back to barbering anytime yep yeah that's the idea i wanted something mobile because i don't really plan on staying where i am for the rest of my life so something that uh translates to basically anywhere in the world is pretty pretty handy yeah yeah in any of uh i any of my time in bands um it was mostly just everyone is constantly mad at each other uh and that was without ever having to uh share a van or hotel rooms you were also of an age where you were furious a lot more often that's true i was uh an extremely angry teen uh mostly because uh the right person never said what's this all about I think that's looking back on it. I think that I I was uh, too many of our friends were also were just like that, and as such, uh, uh, just fed into just like no, he's right to be angry about about almost nothing. That uh, who would who would have been the right person? Who would yeah, I'm curious. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, Nobody hot I, enough I, I ever confronted Johnson. <laughs> Nobody attractive enough, man or woman. I don't know. I uh, I. I don't think I got much good guidance uh, through no fault of anybody, uh, any of the adults in my life. I think, yeah. um, uh, I think uh, Miss Richland tried, and uh, uh, it probably and probably made me feel bad uh, several times by uh, by just uh, by bringing up our behavior, usually on the band bus. Um, but um, but yeah, otherwise. Um, Otherwise, no, no, uh, no one, no one ever really got through, uh, and I wouldn't have listened. It's the same thing, like, oh, if you could, you can go back and uh, tell your past self something. Like, what would you tell them? And I, th- and I have thought about that. Just like that, I wouldn't listen. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I would. I wouldn't listen to me. No, like, who the fuck am I? You know. Yeah, just like uh, who I'm yourself from the future. You, uh, let me tell you something. You ha- just shut up sometimes. It doesn't matter. No one cares. <laughs> you have to stop talking. No one cares. And I would and I would not have, and that would not have resonated with me at all at 18. Yeah. But that's the that was the that's the correct answer is that no one no one cares. Also tighten up these stories. You're not they are not going anywhere quick enough. Can you edit out uh awkward silences? I used to. I, I definitely can edit them out, but I, <laughs> but like I, 
No, there, there's a certain level of like work to listener balance that I'm willing to let and that I'm juggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and are actually, since we've come back and I've cared markedly less, our numbers have gone up. So I don't want to, I'm not going to, I used to edit out with it. silences. I used to like give us all just like a, like a, like an Aaron Sorkin fucking rhythm. Like we are firing. We're, and then it's like, yeah, but I spent two hours doing this. Two and a half That's hours. Annoying. Now, yeah, well, think how Aaron Sorkin feels. Uh, I, I brought him up for his speech pattern. He's but, making uh, a little I, more money than we are. Right. The, this show, we've, uh, we've said it before, but this show makes negative $19 a month, which Brendan bears the brunt of and has for some time. Are you going to ask me for a donation at the end of this? Because I'm not no, well, doing that. Ah, well, Mike, I don't, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. He seems pretty willing, so I don't know if you should. I literally just said I'm not doing the financial brunt. <laughs> He brought it up. I'm doing the, I'm t- doing the the soft sell on this. So just like, well, listen. Like obviously, we're it's that's never been mandatory. Anyone we've had on the show, like we've never, no one has ever paid to come onto the show. That being said, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, and especially with everyone's life has been affected by COVID nineteen. I don't have to tell you that. Um, and some people have. Uh, oh no, I could I could stand hearing it again. Uh, what I'm saying is we're paying you an exposure. What are you paying us with? Um, it's in for tat, you know? It's a back and forth. I'm paying you with crinkly cracker <laughs> sounds. I'm paying you. I'm making this audio I've, unusable. I've, I, have, I've, I have thought about it and about uh, if we were to ever start a, a Patreon because basically all we need is four people <laughs> at five dollars a month <laughs> to make the show profitable by one dollar <laughs> and but the but the, but the the concern there is that at what point does of of the four people that sign up if we could really get four to do it and i think we'd be cutting it pretty close your mom my mom start right there that's half we got this that's true oh i didn't really think about that Guilt, guilting parents into it. My, my dad would pay five dollars a month for this, certainly. Right, but, my parents have separate credit cards. <laughs> now, the uh, yeah, but it's the it's when whenever somebody decides that they don't want to pay five dollars for this anymore, and there's only like four of them, that's when it that's when it that's when it hurts. <laughs> Especially yeah, that, because I believe that the only people who listen to this show. Are uh, are on it or have been on it? <laughs> we well, have a very inse- assured, a very I incestuous listening. uh, li- uh, listener uh, group. Basically, the entire Dismal Tide Discord is uh, has been on the show at some point. There, there was certainly a time in the show where I used our guests uh, just as much because they were funny as I used them because, like, that'll be one more listener. Yeah, that <laughs> we're gonna bank this guy. <laughs> He's. It would be cool to be friends, but also we need to move these numbers up, and I don't think he listens. So that's that's the way. We're gonna get into. We're gonna get this thing to triple digits one day, and not by accident, not through one of those weird glitches where it says forty nine people downloaded it in Poland. Uh, I think our, our our biggest episodes got like uh, three or four thousand down, three thousand downloads. I think. Yeah, but the, we know that that was something went wrong. Well, we don't know anything. <laughs> These are cyber crimes, Mike. There's a lot up in the air. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. 
Uh, Greg, I do have to say, and I feel like I want to say this every time that we've done like a, a Zoom or whatever, I really enjoy your comic strips. Thank you. Yeah, they're very good. Have you seen them Thanks. on Instagram, Mike? I have. Uh, I've, uh, I've been enjoying them as well. Um, it remind me a lot of when you did comic strips as well, Mike. Very well, similarly, like strange, sort of like you two grew up together or something. It's well, yeah. uh, no, well, Greg and I had uh, ideas that probably aren't funny at all now, but at the time, probably uh, we enjoyed quite a bit. Um, uh, Greg and I, uh, I think, uh, talked about uh, show ideas for shows that would obviously never get made because we were eighteen, um, and uh, we made uh, the. Disney World major motion picture, um, which again something that, um, well, Greg actually texted me the uh, the outline for it the other day, um, and it's something that I remember very fondly. Although in retrospect, I don't know if it would be funny, but I, everyone else says no, and yes, it w- it would be funny. I think it would still hold up i still think it would be hilarious i coming across that outline of it like it 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 made like all my memories of it like a little more vivid you know and i just like i was i was cracking up it was hilarious and i think i think the world is really poorer for uh, not having this for that because because it, rundown of the it came slightly characters? too early, which means it was recorded to tape, uh, which means that a VCR eventually destroyed it. Yep. Um, there was only one existing copy, and it's just that's just what you dealt with when you made these things in 2006. Uh, basically, what the Disney World movie was was when everyone else went on the senior trip, I didn't because uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, um, the, the key, key among them was severe anxiety, which was always disguised as me saying that it sucks and was stupid. Um, so what we did instead was Wade and Greg and our friend, uh, uh, John Gratton, uh, came over and we made in that week that, uh, I don't remember if I was supposed to be going to school or not. It's hard to say. I didn't really Did ever go. Like, I didn't really were ever. Any of us in school? I because like, we did the shit during the day. Like, <laughs> I I barely remember going to school. I was I was I feel like I was home almost every day from, from think, like from like two thousand so to two thousand from like two thousand to two thousand six. I don't think I ever went to school. I remember I remember having a lunch period with you once, and it was just like one of those. Or just like scheduling lunch periods, you're like, I have two friends in this lunch, and you were one of them, and it was just awful because the other one was the quarterback who constantly went to watch film during lunch, and then you were at school 50% of the time. And it's like, I don't know what to do. Like, where, who am I supposed to hang out with? You ruined my, uh, my I, junior year. I don't, I don't remember how many days of high school I missed, but I specifically remember in middle school of the 180 days you're supposed to be in school, in, in seventh grade, I missed 31, and in eighth grade, I missed 32. <laughs> Yeah, it's, how that's, do you that's know that? I that it always stuck. It always they, stuck out yeah. to me. I think I added it up at one point. I think it was presented to me where they're just like, <laughs> "You can't keep doing this." So I just feel like you keep. I'm going to high school. I'm sorry. It <laughs> Did just they like give you I, a certificate worst attendance. 
You keep no, telling me I but, can't do this. But yeah, like, they keep, yeah nothing, nothing ever happened. They would just send letters and they're just like, oh, you've exceeded your six absences. But they, there were never any consequences for not showing up, showing up to school because, my, because I think they would talk to my mom about it. And she's like, yeah, I've heard about this. I know. Basically, I, I, it's not that she said it was okay. It's basically like, but, you know, they, they couldn't uh, say like that I was doing it uh, against her will or something. Because uh, I guess she wouldn't say, like, I, I never, like, told my mom I was going to school and then just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't. I just never, I just didn't get out of bed. So would it just, I be would like just be like, they'd get up to, like, leave and they'd be like, you're still here? Yeah, that's, pre- that's okay. pretty much what it was. Because, yeah, we had to be there by, what, 7.35 in, in high school? So, yeah, that was, yeah that's, so that's before that. either of my parents had to start work. So I if, was it would... incredibly obnoxious as a teen, and my parents were up my ass, understandably. Like, get the fuck out. Go away. Go to school. I don't want you here. I don't have shit to do till 11. I don't need you fucking here with your snarky-ass comments. Like, get your ass out of the house. I I had a like a like a pretty major gymnastics competition one time in Las Vegas, and I remember uh, for financial reasons, like certainly, my mom scheduled us a red eye back on Sunday night, and I remember the entire time on the red eye back, she was like, "We got to well, you got to sleep on the plane because you're going to school tomorrow," and I was just like so insistent, like, "Why? It's three a.m. I'm on an airplane. Why do I have to go to school tomorrow? Like, explain that to me." Um, that actually led to one of the funnier sick moments of my life. My mother gave me $20 at like 16 years old in the Las Vegas airport. And I spent it all on candy, which I ate on the red eye flight. <laughs> <laughs> I got home and my mom was like, you're going to school. You're going to school. I just fucking puked everywhere. <laughs> you didn't even put it in a slot machine. I was 16. Yeah, but yeah, you've seen Vegas vacation. Airport. <laughs> it always struck me as very like sad, like very uh, dystopic, and that like you could logistically like land in Las Vegas and lose all your money before you left the airport. Yes, yes, it always could. stood that's, out to me about that's those. a good or, time. Alternatively, you could win all of your money. Yeah, that's true. You could double your net worth in ten minutes, and not even right. have to leave the airport or go right to the strip club, dog. Know what you do. Here's what you do. Here, I'll tell you a little secret. Book a flight, and then when it lands, but well, you book a round trip, but you just come back like four hours later, you know, and you just gamble in the airport, win, nothing but winning. Get out. And then just skedaddle, you know? You don't have to pay for hotels. You don't have to like have any fun whatsoever. Right. And you just, yeah. It's and just you definitely an, it's can't do chore. that in like a local state either. On no. by the way, on no, the subject, the flight. By the way, uh, this the this collect the collection of the three of us here. You, you mentioned the the strip club. Um, the last bachelor party the three of us attended together. We were all, all three of us were the first three out the door. <laughs> of the oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, I didn't. Mike first. I I hated I Greg. I, I think, hated I that I place so Greg. much. Greg talking to me outside the strip club going like, I was just waiting for somebody else to walk out. And then I was going to walk so, out and it was just <laughs> you. Cause I, I just like, I, I remember I didn't, well, first of all, and this is like, I, I feel like Philadelphia, like bachelor party, like a lot of them end up at that shitty center city strip club. And that's all you really need to call it. It's like, yep. you know it or you don't. And yep. it, it looks like somebody's living room 
Like it's, it's, it's the girls really, and you don't, you hate to be offensive or anything, but they're, they're not attractive. <laughs> I mean, they're really were not. we even there on a weekend? Not. Wasn't it a fucking Tuesday or something? No, no, we it was a, a Saturday. <laughs> that, they had their, that, that was their, Tuesday they had their 6 PM. That's they, they had their, their, uh, the, they, they had their top performers there. It was Saturday night. I mean, I don't even remember what they looked like. I don't think I had any issues with the uh, caliber of the women. Also, that's like a really fucking slimy thing of me to. I didn't. I didn't like saying that sentence just now. <laughs> I just called all the strippers ugly. So whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. But like, I have my own standards for myself. Every time that I've been. Ugh, it, the amount of like casual hand jobs that friends of mine have gotten at strip dr- uh, squ- strip clubs. Didn't you go get one that night? Well, oh, cause, well see now I'm gonna have to bleep the name out, and you're gonna make me listen to this episode. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, the married so, man. So, I could refer to anybody. That's a pretty common last name. <laughs> okay, so now everybody knows the last name as well. So we're narrowing it further. <laughs> no, and you're gonna, you're gonna, you are gonna have to. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna mark that at what thirty eight, thirty. 35 minutes there about (laughs) you're gonna have to go Um, uh, go and 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 edit that one out but um nobody told me no no as i understand that's that's true i mean i I did a certain attorney also got one that night as well uh you know referring to what the (laughs) in any case uh, have i told this story on the show before i know i've told this story a lot but the story is the, the story about when when i was aggressively confronted in the strip club uh, if you if you did it with season one, Mike, go ahead. All right. Well, it's season two, and we're allowed to reuse material now because it's season two. Clip bigger show. and bolder. So we're going there. I we're, we we just left the steakhouse, and I felt bad because I'd been drinking all day because we went to a, a what four o'clock Phillies game, and we got to the parking lot at one one thirty thereabout. So I was for, I had so I was drinking in the parking lot. We had to do a, a ceremonial shot of Rumpelman's or whatever. We would go in. Oh, I think it was like like faux fancy whiskey. No, it was no, it was it was, it was, it was, it was, it was Rumpelman's. It was Rumpelman's. Was um, it? Yeah, we were all there. So I you know, so we terrible memory. We go in. Uh, we're we're at the baseball game. It's a baseball game. It takes three hours. Um, and it is I don't know what ten. By the time we get to the strip club, after a st- after a steakhouse, it- it's been a very long day at that point. And this is—I'd actually never been to a strip club before. Um, it do- it never seemed like my idea of fun. You had among the worst first strip club. This is just <laughs> well, like yeah. well, I'll so get oh, we're we're notable. getting there. Yeah. So uh, again, so uh, and like the way that people like uh, the way that you picture yourself at like out at a bachelor party. Um, or, or like the, the way that like, if, if you pictured, uh, you know, uh, any sort of like film version of this, of like a, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of men out in the town, they wouldn't look like me who was, who at the time was just wearing, um, a, a denim jacket and a, uh, and a Dale Earnhardt hat inside the strip club. <laughs> I'm wearing, I'm wearing a hat celebrating Dale Earnhardt's sixth NASCAR title. <laughs> and and uh, and so we go in there and Greg you and I went to the bar and you, you bought me a, a a Bud Light I think 
because it was because uh, it was impossible to see in there, and I saw other people holding one, so I said that's what I want because that's at least something I knew they had. And uh, the line at the ATM was like seven people deep, and there was one ATM. So I sat down in what I believed was a very out of the way place in the like back right corner, and I was there for less than ten minutes. Um, just uh, mostly just sort of waiting for when I could get out of there. And then one of the dancers came up to me and said, do you want to tip me for my set uh, for my, for uh, my stage show? And I did not know that that was part of, of being in a strip club. I didn't know that there was a sort of like a collection that happened at the end. I will say, and again, not a strip club guy, but I went to like a nicer strip club literally one time and they did not do a lot of that. Well, in any case, so she comes up to me and says, Hey, do you want to tip me for my, uh, for my stage show? And I just said like, Oh, like, uh, yeah, but I, I just got to get to the, uh, the ATM here. Uh, don't, don't have any cash on me just yet. And she's like, yeah, you do. Cause if you don't have any money, you should get out of the fucking strip club. Fair. And I just um, like, a little rude. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, listen, I didn't, I don't know the, the rules. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know that I needed to already like I like because we're looking at other people who are are front and center with <laughs> like fistfuls of cash. I'm just like I I'm like I sort of thought I could just sort of like I I know that you would need to be spending money to stay in here, much like being on the floor of a casino. Like eventually they're just going to be like we're not just going to keep handing you free drinks. Like you're going to have to put yeah. some money in the well, machine. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, let me stop you right there. They don't give free drinks to casinos anymore. They don't. No. They did. I was, I was at Borgata last November and I was getting, uh, and getting handed free drinks when I was playing slot machines. Is that a COVID thing or is that a forever thing? No, you paid for that drink, I think. Well, no. I mean, you're putting money into a slot machine. You're paying Cer- your certainly in, in Pennsylvania casinos, they do not have free drinks. That's and, oh, uh, Pennsylvania. That's uh, I don't, I don't know what and, they do uh, at, I'm, at I, parks. Anytime that I've ever been playing at a poker room, I am paying for my drinks. There's no free drinks while you're gambling. In, it, in Atlantic City? or uh, Both. That's, I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time I actually gambled at a casino. It's been, it's been a while. It's been I a, got, year, a couple of years. Yeah, I like, got, since easily March for me. I got plenty of free drinks at Borgata. Uh, and, you know, you got to tip well, of course. Um, because, uh, you know, that's, that's how it goes. But, you know, People are walking up to you asking if you need a drink. You don't have to go find them. So you got to tip them well. But even then, it's still cheaper than it would be otherwise. Uh, I think when I went to the bar, when we were going back up to the room, uh, I think I got just a, a regular Jim Beam because I assumed it would be the cheapest whiskey, and it was $13. Again, hey Mike, so oh, it goes. Mike, I just, thought of a, I just thought of a workaround for your strip club problem. Yeah. All right. So she comes up to you. She says... Uh, do you want to tip me? And you say, oh, instead of saying, oh, I just need to get to the ATM, you say, it's my birthday. All my friends are paying for me, so I don't have any cash on Fuck. me myself. That's so good. Yeah, that's a good one. And oh, then they, you say, Which it's friend? your birthday. They and then might he points drag at me. You up, then they might drag you up on stage and grind on you or something. That's true. Well, that's what, that's what that, that's, but that, there's the trouble is that's exactly what I don't want to happen. Well, uh, we did that. What I wanted was brother. to not, what I wanted the most was to not be inside the strip club. So, and after I was chastised <laughs> by that woman, I finished That's- my beer and I went to Wawa and bought cigarettes. And then, um, 
Uh, I and then I smoked cigarettes uh, for the rest of the night. Um, and then we went to that uh, extremely cheap bar uh, around the corner uh, from the strip the, club. Can I say the bar's name? Is that the bar? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the Locust Rendezvous. It's the Boo. Great. I went there all the time in college. You can get fucked up for fifteen dollars. Miller High Life. The High Life was two fifty. How do you uh, remember that? Be, because how, where else is a High Life two fifty? Nowhere. I'm in, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Uh, that that bachelor party was also notable uh, to me and our, our our friend Andy because we went to the steakhouse and oh, oh I might be complete, conflating bachelor parties, but either way, we went to the steakhouse and uh, Andy and I got the exact same meal. We got like this this nice soup and then like a like a like a forty dollars steak, some expensive ass steak. I don't know. And uh, we hadn't eaten all day and we'd just been drinking and the soup was very rich. And then our steaks came out and me and Andy both went like, I, I just can't do it. Like, I, I, I fucking can't do it. I remember uh-huh. being told that the, some, the, somebody told me they were disappointed in me. Um, I sat next to the groom's brother who ate two steaks faster than uh, I'm not. Listen, people hate Democrats because of regulations. And I'm not saying we should regulate how fast this guy eats steaks, but like somebody's got to do something. You are conflating bachelor parties. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, Wade one. doesn't have a brother. <laughs> oh, that was Wade's. That's right. Okay, I know yeah. the name. I gotta. That was at Dave's. I I didn't <laughs> make it to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, at no, that was uh. That's a made uh, up name. Uh, but no, at uh, I I I don't know what went on at Dave's. I didn't make it. I was way too broke to go down uh to Philadelphia at that point. Basically, I only ever have money like twice a year, and it's usually by accident. So uh, when Dave's came around and everyone uh, was yelling at me for not being in Philadelphia, I absolutely could not have afforded to go to that. Not a, not a chance. How do you live? Like I'm I'm honestly like how do you how do you live in New York? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't understand. The, I feel the, like you could have lived anywhere cheaper and yes. you could have like money. Correct. Saved. Well, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I decided. Yes. Um in like 2008 that this is what i wanted to do and then uh really took my time with it and then over the course of five years um moved to new york mostly to try to do like creative work which as it turns out also you can do that literally anywhere as well you can uh you could go uh do whatever you want to do in basically any other city and i could have moved to philadelphia for like 300 dollars uh, and instead, that's um, accurate. That's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> and I instead moved to Williamsburg, um, and uh, and it, in when that ship had sailed, basically, I like there were maybe like very cheap parts of New York that I could have lived in, in in 2013 for like maybe a year or two before that went away too, but decided not to. But I did um, a a really good job at sort of through sheer force of will just dragging my entire life along with me to new york which also in a way means that i barely ever moved away from home because <laughs> we just uh, we just imported so many people from new jersey uh True. brendan included uh that we, we just yeah i i basically kept my college house going for like seven years <laughs> well nobody and, wants to grow up anymore the literally only one person that you've ever oh two I'm sorry uh, of like the nine people that have gone through that house have gotten married. 
Yeah, and uh, and, and even then, like you know, Andy we're all well into our thirties. Yeah. Andy and Liz are they're they're married, um, but you know they're uh, they're they're still living uh, the way that uh, the that we did. You know, Blal Blal is engaged. So well, I, he's I well, yeah. Well, and he's splitting time between New York and San Francisco. That's that's serious. You know, Andy bought a big snowblower, but like still, you know, uh, uh, still just getting uh, wildly drunk and and like cooking chicken and all that. You know, still having a great time. I was asking Liz. Do you think that snowblower can blow other things besides snow? Such as effort in it, yeah. Such as uh, dirt, pudding, clay, leaves, uh, fabric, Mm. asphalt, Mm. hair, hair, hair certainly. Hair, hair, leaves, dirt. Yes, I I mean it depends on how how thick. Well, dirt. See, that's a tricky one because, you know... It's one of those push snowblowers, right? Yeah, you, you don't okay. want... You got to feed stuff into it. So I'm yeah. thinking grass. Grass, okay. But with the snow, you know, it's... In the end, it is all just water. So it can't gum up the works. Whereas any other thing you're feeding into it is, is going to get caught in the blades. It's going to, uh, you know, catch... Like a hair would, like, wrap around and, like, it, you know, start to burn eventually. It would stink. Huh? As that thing's rotating, uh, however many RPMs. Mike's not. Right. He doesn't want to do it. I think you could right. blow. I think you could blow a lot of leaves out of it. I think it would basically just. It would basically just mulch leaves. Mulchers are also pretty sick. You remember the DR trimmer mower? There were always infomercials for that. No. Yes, I do. Can Can you enact it, please? Uh, yeah. No, it's just this thing that uh, it it was basically like a a lawnmower that just had like a, a sort of weed whacker kind of thing. Uh, it was basically like a push weed whacker and just had a, a big uh, a sort of flail that just uh, went around and uh, just cut through basically anything. And I do remember it was New Year's Eve uh, 2010, 2011, and I'm in a bar in New Brunswick uh uh so at Rutgers and uh I'm standing there by myself I'd gotten separated from my friends that I was with not a very big bar but like they were over across the room and I was just standing in the middle of the bar by myself watching TV it was the night that uh on ESPN Travis Pastrana jumped over something I don't remember um but there was some new year's thing (laughs) where Travis Pastrana jumped over something and there was a commercial for the the DR trimmer mower and a girl walked up to me and she's like, what are you watching? And I'm just like, I'm just wondering. And I it was just answered honestly. I just went like, this is, seems like a really, you know, like uh, an expensive like ad slot for DR trimmer mower. I don't really know who's watching uh, <laughs> ESPN on New Year's Eve for DR trimmer mower right now. And then, <laughs> and, but and as then it turns she out, sucked your balls. Well, as it turns out, I dodged a bullet because I I didn't notice just how she was extremely drunk and uh and she had a retainer. Um, and wait till that puppy comes out. I'm just and, saying. And, but I didn't because I didn't even when she asked I I didn't even look at her. <laughs> I was still watching TV, and just still fixated on the on the DR trimmer mower. <laughs> And uh, no, but my my friend Elon, his his at the time girlfriend Autumn was just like, I was going to come over and bail you out and just like 
pretend to be your girlfriend to get you away from her because we saw her from across the room and she looked did, like a lot of tr- trouble. Did she keep talking after you said that? Was there a conversation? There must have been, but I, I can't remember it beyond that. I I just remember that that's the answer I gave. Which maybe I, she maybe she was the heiress to the dr trimmer mower fortune. That's that's true. I blew it. I could uh, that if had I only finally a man I could take back to my family. Had, <laughs> I lacked the curiosity to find out if she was the heiress to the dr trimmer mower fortune. Well, put it on Craigslist. Misconnections. In any case, to bring Eight this all back around. <laughs> The Disney uh, Disney oh Disney World, the major motion picture was me, Greg, Wade, and Grattan, and uh, in small roles, my sister. Um, oh, can you bleep my name out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll remove Greg's name from this and that as well. And uh, we <laughs> tried to, it at my house... Uh, basically just do sketches where we were on all of the notable rides at Disney world uh, or doing things at Disney world just around the house. Um, And again, not, not in a loving way, but in like, (laughs) but (laughs) no, it was completely uh, absurd. It was the fucking best. It just like, like just eating or drinking after it, just like looking at each other and like, yeah, I feel fine. I'm okay. I'm not, this doesn't hurt. No, we no. J- no it, it, it was. It was yeah. It, it wasn't done in like uh, trying to make up for not being there and like we're gonna have do Disney World at our. It was. Uh, it, it it was done with trying to make it the the weirdest possible version of everything we could and yes and and we did. Um, and it. No, I, I, we, we made I know the, these people we, that were with you, and they were all one year younger than you. Did yeah. any of them? Did any of them go to Florida that next year? Yeah, we all did. <laughs> 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 but we all made a we made a very unsettling uh, tribute to Disney World, a place that at the time I don't know that I'd ever been. <laughs> it was uh, uh, it was it was fantastic. I, I remember I remember Andy I remember Gregory I remember Andy what the first time he watched it just he couldn't breathe he was laughing so hard and that was kind of the general response it, it was I I it really is the best received thing I've ever done the what people thought of that when they came back and watched it was they were just there we were, were just enacting their yeah. lives and it, yeah it's i'm not doing a great job selling it because i don't remember much of it except what people thought of it which is that everyone loved it <laughs> that that's what it came down to it was people that like this the the, the this was art what we did was art and it was, uh yep and I can't really remember much about it, except what uh, I do remember that we put Greg in a dress and put him dancing in a strobe light in the bathroom. With and no music. That was just that the sounds w- of just the sounds of my squil- yeah, just squilching feet in the bathroom. yeah, just like it was like light nice. rustling and Greg in like a like relatively slow moving strobe light. Um, so you're only ever seeing him in like you know 
uh, one or two frames per second. Um, and, <laughs> and I find again, this all very unsettling. For some yeah, it, yep. that was that's that was the fun of it. That it was uh, that it was we 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 made a very upsetting video. Uh, that was uh, it was a delight. Yeah, I think honestly, if if that still existed today, uh, we could have had we could have had a moment of of YouTube fame. I think it, I think it would be popular. I think it would be a very popular video online. Um, the one thing that uh, always stands out to me is uh, uh, Wade meeting you, the Disney princess. Dinsey princess. The, and the way that you the way that you chose to sign the autograph for him, which was um, you know uh, uh, as a bunch of big arm movements. But stand and bending your knees the entire time. So again, uh, this is the this of course is not the right medium to express this, but Brendan will say it of uh, just signing the autograph, just do it, moving your knees with your arm, and that that also got extremely good reactions from from everybody because it was just fantastic physical comedy. But once again, I can't remember anything else from this uh, <laughs> from this video. But I, re- I remember it surprisingly well, and like I could describe it, but it really is not. So much of it, it is like stuff like that, where it's just like the way that, you know, like just like any comedy, it's like the way yeah. you do it is funnier than the thing itself. It's not like, <laughs> like I can tell you ex- like exactly what we did, but it's not funny until you see it. So, and we, and no like, one ever we, will. I, nope. 14 and, like, years. We had this weird. I don't know why, but like we, we had this weird way of like joke speaking, like that we always this stupid accent that that's like that is something that I don't know the aged well. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like that that that's something that uh, that that feels like one of those in jokes that once if you're around it, <laughs> that if if you weren't part of it, you just feel like this is unbearable what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Now that be- might that might be the only setback. That would be the only gold. thing because I always think about. Um, we, there's other people that we knew that would do similar things to that where they had a sort of joke way of speaking. And I remembered when we would have uh, people that uh, would try to mimic that when they were around them, but not when they would do it when they're around us and just be like, I know you don't talk like that. What are you trying to prove? <laughs> uh, all right, boys. We're going we're gonna to move on to some gridiron heights. I hope you guys are ready. Um, yes. So I'll take a moment. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause. Let's all get our uh, our watch together working. Uh, but first, as always, I'm gonna read you a couple of Donald Trump's tweets from the day of the first video, uh, which is December 16th, 2016. The great time for our country. Uh, we got two here. This first one says, "We well, we all did it together." I hope the movement fans will go to D.C. on January 20th for the swearing in. Let's set the all-time record. You can already see he's planting the seeds for that like first really funny lie. Um, uh, and the next one is, are we talking about the same cyber attack where it was revealed that the head of the DNC illegally gave Hillary the question of uh, the questions to the debate? So there we have our poster in chief, and just now you have the uh, historical context. So let's get uh, let's get our gridiron heights on. By the way, I'm not saying that. Look, you can take this any way you'd like, but Trump is saying that the stimulus should be two thousand dollars. 
uh, his, his just dream is that like everyone's he obviously still like, yeah, maybe like it, we just, just we don't need Joe Biden though, and we'll just like uh, all forget that we elected him. It's like yeah, let's just go with the other guy. I mean, I, it just, I'll take, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy my way out of this. I you can't. Oh my god, whatever. I. I'm, just, like, I'm, I'm not talking thinking, about this. I keep thinking about my neighbor. Like, <laughs> there's no way that he would have lost that badly and lost, uh, but the Democrats, or won that badly, and then the Democrats would lose down ticket. It was like, Trump isn't that bad. And he's like, how? What, what are you talking about? Like, people hate him. Okay, let's play the, yeah, I'm sorry. You ready? This is, this is called uh, Santa Claus Gives the Gift of Football, in, and then it's kind of cut off, so. Uh, in Christmas, so that's it. Okay, so it, it looks good to me. December sixteenth, twenty. I'm giving gifts, of course, like different balls for courts. I love these games, all sorts, but football, Santa's favorite sport. Let's Whoa. go! Oh, no. It's Christmas and it's delivery. Oh, rapping Santa! I gotta give this anything for me. Passes. This year, I'm giving all the kickers new glasses. <laughs> Belichick's getting tablets. Levante <laughs> Cam getting lavish. <laughs> Russell Wilson, here's a package. Dak and Carson getting footy pajamas. Is now this it's like a parody of a song that I don't what know? What are you doing? Being Santa. What's happening back there? Oh, oh I like this. Yeah! Cleveland Browns whole years in a casket. Santa might give you the number one draft pick. Run for the first, never come up short. And football, Santa's favorite sport. Throwing like a missile, bro. Until the whistle blow. Who's that kissing? No wonder the mistletoe. Our crazy beats. Maybe as crazy as AB has got crazy cleats. Seasons can change if you're weak again, Pete. Like Scrooge lost Robo, but got that can see. Santa's got rounds like Josh Norman's got beefs. Like the oh, league has got bounds like I the Packers got cheese. This. Yeah! This is I'm giving gifts of coins. Like different balls for coins. I love these games all sorts. But football, Santa's favorite. I'm dancing. All right, so this is. Well, I know that we've talked about it before, but that is absolutely a uh, a, a white guy playing a black person, right? That's yeah. There's, yeah, okay. That was that. We've 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 been worried about this in the past, but uh, that I think uh, that that feels like confirmation to me that uh, that, that they were doing that. I was. Uh, did you guys see that Scott Stapp? is going to play Frank Sinatra in a Ronald Reagan biopic, which what? is like just so many awful mounds in one sentence. <laughs> what, did, yeah, what did you even that, just say? Scott Stapp rules, of Creed is going to play Frank Sinatra in a Ronald you know, I Reagan saw... biopic. <laughs> and I, was, I spent like an hour yesterday just trying to like, like, like sing Creed songs like Frank Sinatra. He's like, uh, uh, can you take me higher? You know that kind of stuff. I don't. Doesn't Scott Stapp have like a massive underbite? Ah, uh, uh, Scott uh, Scott Stapp. Uh, he does do the. Uh, uh, yeah, he 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 does the Eddie Vedder uh, ripoff voice uh, for sure. I mean, and wasn't wasn't Frank Sinatra like exceedingly handsome? Well, I just heard the news. Well, today. Scott Stapp. I don't like Scott Stapp is I, like uh, I mean I don't like there that there's a fact that I don't like the fact that there's a Ronald Reagan movie coming out either. Yeah, just another Republican that we get to rehab. Fuck that, dude. He's now awful. Uh, Scott. <laughs> dude, Scott Stapp's not that bad. We're gonna Reagan. we're gonna do it where just listen. The, we're gonna we're gonna right the wrongs of the of the Reagan administration and in the, in the movie. Uh, Ronald Reagan and Scott Stapp as Frank Sinatra are going to make an AIDS vaccine in 1983. <laughs> and everything is going to, all is forgiven. It's an no, alternate the, history film. 
the more I learn about Ronald Reagan, the the less surprised I am by Donald Trump. Yeah, he yeah. was just like a little more polished than Trump, but it was the same shit. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, he could act. The, right. You know, I was watching uh, uh, Around the Horn the other day, and uh, the uh, uh, the what, what's the, what's the real name of the Gipper? Uh, no, I don't fucking, remember. I don't know. I mean, the one that Ronald Reagan portrayed uh, the the uh, George Gipp. And uh, Tim Callishaw won and basically used his 30 seconds at the end of the episode of Around the Horn to just talk about how George Gibb fucking sucked. <laughs> and about how he was a piece of shit his entire life. And then all the, the memory of uh, the, this whole win one for the Gipper thing. They're just like, George, George Gipp got, uh, like, the, the reason that he died from, like, exposure was because he was just, like, so drunk that he just passed out outside, <laughs> like, the dormitory or something. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. Th- there we go. Reading through his, uh, yeah, uh, a frequently told but probably apocryphal story of Gip's death begins when he turned the Notre Dame campus after curfew from a night out. Unable to gain entrance to his residence, Gip went to the rear door of Washington Hall, the campus theater building. He was a steward for the building and knew the rear door was often unlocked. He usually spent such nights in the hall. On that night, however, the door was locked and Gip was forced to sleep outside. By morning, he had contracted pneumonia and eventually died from a related infection. Citation needed. But Who, was, ca- who is this guy? Uh, he was a he was a Notre Dame player and uh, and notably like apparently on his deathbed um, he told Newt Rockney to to win one for the Gipper. Um, okay, referring to himself. Yeah, well, that's cool. cool. I like that. And, cool, cool, cool. And um, and then he then he died from uh, from, <laughs> from from alcohol and cold weather and like syphilis or some combination of those three. In any case, uh, yeah, he died Ronald of Reagan portrayed him to, in the film. He, he died of exposure to a bullet to his head. <laughs> yeah, you could die of exposure to anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> exposure to a knife, exposure to water. I've been exposed <laughs> to a sidewalk. I died of exposure to to one to one hundred gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking, any, of, speaking of one hundred gunshots, uh, earlier this year, I want to say April, uh, there was a mob hit uh, a block away from my house. Damn! Yeah, so sick. And I I live in a very like sleepy residential part of Philadelphia. Like there's there's not crime, you know. But I guess some mob dude lived a block away from me, and then got a fucking machine gun emptied into him in his garage. Disrespectful so, to do that. Come, come to Philadelphia, where nowhere is safe. That's uh oh, that's gonna hurt the property values. <laughs> Good. That means I don't know anything really don't know anything about Philadelphia. What, Johnson? I've I have spent very little time out and about in Philadelphia. I know almost nothing about it. It seems cool to me. It's great. I love it. I have lived here for thirteen years and I think it's great. That doesn't mean I want to stay here for the rest of my life, but I if you want to come here and hang out and do things, it's a good place to hang out and do things. 
That's about as glowing good, a recommendation as you can ask for. If you want to come do I mean, shit, this is definitely a place to do that. And you can do it for half the price of New York City. And uh, just as I, fun. I have lived in both, and uh, I enjoyed New York more because I didn't have to drive. But that was really the only – like, I really don't like driving. So that really put New York uh, above it. Yeah. I would but Philly's say, great. I, I mean, I love New York. I love coming and hanging out in New York. I don't know about living there, but like as far as the the dry the the transit thing, like yes, the New York subway system is a miracle of modern fucking for whatever now. For, for now. now. Yeah, we'll for see. all the, for all the complaints about it, it's it's basically everywhere. It's it's, it, it's it everywhere. Goes, it goes everywhere. Phillies is not nearly as extensive. It gets the job done, but also Phillies a way smaller city. Yeah. You know, Philly's like the size of Brooklyn, basically, you know, like you don't, you don't need a sprawling net of fucking train tendrils going everywhere. You just need a couple well-placed ones and the rest is taken care of by Uber, you know? Yeah. Also because people have cars there, uh, getting a car like an Uber or a cab is cheaper. That's a uh, see. That's that's something people don't consider. Is it doesn't cost twenty five dollars to uh, to go right. like the fifteen blocks. Yeah, I recommend Philly for all of our listeners. Uh, out there. I uh, we have a lot yeah, of out of state listeners. That's fine. That's going to resonate. At this point, um, I've I've had enough of New York, um, but I, I feel like I'm stuck here now, uh, mostly because I I don't have many transferable skills. Um, also my girlfriend lives here, yeah, so that's uh, a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that factors into the decision as well. But every time that I am just like waiting 13 minutes for a G train or something, or somebody, when it throws a coffee at me when I'm getting on the G train, um, as I said, the most realistic depiction of, of New York is the 30 rock New York where the guy, uh, where people just like cough and lose his mouth. Like that's, that, that's, that is what it's like. Yeah, um, I had a, I, I got into a very crowded subway one time and I wasn't really paying attention where I was standing. And then I looked at the guy who was like sitting in the chair in front of me and I looked like someone had just beat the fucking shit out of him. He was like dripping blood under his shirt. And I like, I saw him and we made <laughs> eye contact and he's like, what the fuck you want pussy? I was like, well, no, <laughs> fucking nothing. I want nothing. He's like, you want this lighter? I was like, no, I don't want your lighter. He's like, I want you to smoke. I want you to smoke until you die. <laughs> I, I forgot like, the details. I remember. I forgot the details of that story. <laughs> I want you to smoke until, as far as like an insult goes, like handing somebody a lighter so that they can smoke themselves to death. That's a pretty good insult. That rules. That guy's yeah. probably dead by now. He's almost certainly dead by now. Likely. Likely. I, I don't. People. People who uh, live that way don't make it very far i was when you're I was covered happy. In, when you're just covered in your own blood yeah. and you're telling other people that you that they should kill themselves is it confirmed the train, that it was his own blood it was his own blood he, he's actively bleeding uh yeah it was good let's watch the second episode of gridiron heights and end the episode okay 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 that's fine if you want if that's what you want to do all right are we ready? This is the second Christmas episode. This is again the most again, recent this is, one. This is a current one. This is the current one. By the way, Brendan, can I say something? Today. Can I say something for the listeners as well? Yeah, 
uh, please, Michael. So as it turns out, when I was bitching and moaning that I couldn't hear uh, the watch together last week and uh, about how the sound was coming through my headphones, there was nothing I could do. Uh, as it turns out, um, the the watch together still comes through my laptop speakers and not through my headphones. So yeah. uh, if I didn't have my laptop muted, I would have heard it. And this week's yeah. I'm hearing. That frankly, uh, that tracks with me. So technical issues are resolved. I, uh, I was and everyone pretty... can calm down. I was pretty easy on myself last week for your technical issues. I, I was pretty sure what, what the problem That's true. And I'm, I wasn't blaming you because I know the soundboard is difficult. And I know that it's a much more sophisticated piece of technology than I need to answer a Zoom call. However, <laughs> I All have right, it now. Let's play this video. <laughs> and I have to use it. The kids at school said the Steelers video. aren't for real. The Steelers are real, if you believe. I don't think this movie ends well, man. Did you beat the Chiefs but almost lose to the Jets? Uh-huh. That seems pretty specific, man. Introducing the seventh seed. Now even bad teams can make the playoffs. Can we get a coach, please? please. Eh. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. I'm here to get one of these fancy seven seats. There's only one fluffing available. Dad Gubbin, my kids get it. Ooh, Spider 2 Y, man. Reminder, the seven seat is also available in NFC. Vikings don't want oh, it. Oh, yeah, maybe. Bill, over here. Tough freaking play. Jacoby. It's beginning to look a lot like big trust. Oh. This is what my kid deserves. Thanks, Dad. Not you. Aaron Donald hurts more than a pillow fight. Be careful. It's a choking hazard. Save the Gruden. Time for me to establish the run. For fun. You don't fucking cross this river. That guy. My turkey, old man. I'll buy some of your All right, now I gotta get a present for my 61 other kids. Help, help. There's a strange steel worker uh, in my house. No, no, no. I'm, I'm stealing from you. I'm your mascot. Get him, TJ. What? Oh, oh, it hurts. Christmas is ruined. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was that. We're talking about the playoff hunt. Big All right. Playoff so hunt. everybody, give your hot takes on the so, NFL. Uh, so okay. So I will say this. Uh, what I I understand I understand what I was supposed to be watching. Uh, it it made sense to me. Everyone's trying to get the seven seed. That's what they mm-hmm. love. Um, I I don't know. Is that uh, 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 who? Can I ask? Can I ask a stupid question? No. Who is the Colts? Who is the Colts quarterback? Uh, Philip Rivers. Johnny, United. oh, that's why. Okay, now I get it. That makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> I was just, I did not know who the Colts quarterback is, and I'm just feel like this guy's intense. He's got a, he's got a lot going on. But now that I, yes, of course, now it's Philip Rivers. I gotta say, I, I have become a really good casual NFL fan. I only watch Monday Night Football. It's, <laughs> it's, and it's such a fun way to live, dude. I'm, in, I'm enjoying it so much. I haven't watched a single football game all season. I don't know if I watched anything besides the Super Bowl last year. My football fandom <clears throat> has always mostly been non-existent, and now I'm just fully embracing the fact that I don't care. So I didn't. I when I say incomprehensible, those two videos were completely <laughs> incomprehensible to me. I don't know who any of those people are. I. So I like the Bill, the Bill Belichick voice is funny. Um, the uh, even the the jokes aren't, but the Belichick voice is funny. That they do, they've refined that. Finally, Tom, like uh, again, they can't make a single video that doesn't have Tom Brady in it to some extent. But at least there wasn't Brady. Like he's 
I've, I've screamed about it on the show too many times. So I'm going to leave it. But um, the, the, uh, the Philip Rivers character uh, is, 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 he's okay. And are they characters? Um, it's hard to say. Because sometimes they're, they're they not the Rivers genuine characteristics. Faithful of, to Philip Rivers. I'm looking at this from a completely now, outside perspective. Yeah, please. And to me, that was nothing. I agree with Greg. It's all nothing. Right, so it's nothing. Wait. Any of them right, will make any well, jokes that's, to fit like, the not, moment. I think that they write the bits before they assign players to the lines. Probably. Um and I'm not defending anything that they do. I've just, uh, you know, as, as as I do throughout the show, you know, it's a uh, it's a, a a fun way to do the show as I've been drinking. Now, what I will say, and I, I think this is important, and I think that if uh, again we don't really do much of a rundown for the show anymore, we don't keep it very focused. Uh, we mostly we we talk about things that happened 14 years ago. However, there is one sports story that we totally blew past this week that I think is absolutely worth discussing. And in the past, I've always been somewhat reticent to discuss anything that happened because in the 24 hour news cycle, it already seems boring. However, on Monday night football, the one game a week that I watch, we had uh, in Browns Ravens, one oh, of the great games. Heater. Yeah, it was a heater. Was one, of, one of the great games uh, not only of the season, but of the last of uh, the last decade, okay. which would have been it is, and it would have been true even without the big event that happened in that game, but especially because of the big event that happened in that game, which is that Lamar Jackson had diarrhea so bad that he had to scamper off the field oh, down so the tunnel, I, oh my God. running in a way where everyone absolutely was – everyone who saw him moving has been in that position at least once in their life where, like, this is unmistakably a man who is going to shit himself and is doing everything possible to avoid that. He's screaming at a guy to get out of the way because he is going to shit himself. I, uh, he, got, he went I in the locker room and they kept on down. saying they kept on saying it was cramps. I mean, That's what they always say. That happened to Paul Pierce. Running down the hall with it. Cramps you, are involved with diarrhea uh, often. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, hey, absolutely. it hurts. I'm not here to judge. So, and when the, I, I think the, the Ravens had a, what, a two score lead at that point. And Lamar goes off. Uh, they're just saying he's got cramps. He's, he's in there. And I said on Twitter, Lamar Jackson is having diarrhea from bad shrimp and, and a guy who I don't, who a guy I don't know, I guess who was just name searching Lamar Jackson just said it's COVID man. That shit fucked my stomach up for weeks, even after I recovered. So potentially there's a scoop from whoever that guy is in my reply. He was out. He missed the Steelers game because of COVID. Yeah, absolutely. No, he certainly had coronavirus. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But Make what sure he also remembered. certainly had was bad diarrhea on Monday Night Football, and there was video of him running down a tunnel to have diarrhea. No, His so that backup, happened to Paul so, Pierce. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, Lamar Jackson, while he's out, while they're hose, they're spraying his ass with a hose, the uh, his replacement tear gets his ACL tore. Did uh, was there confirmation of that? By the way, that he got, I watch he, every he NFL game a, on mute now, so I don't know. 
He picked up a non-contact in- knee injury, which is not good, um, and especially not the circumstance in which you want to get it, where your team is in free fall, and then you, you, your, your knee gets destroyed um, because the, the guy that's in front of you uh, is having had the shit so bad. The, the guy, the, he had to leave the shit, and it cost you your ACL. <laughs> he did an absolute paint job in there. Yeah, real paint job. Did, shouldn't have done such a sloppy mud pie. And um, and then Lamar Jackson comes back out. He's clean now. They they wiped him down. New pants. New pants because they were wearing white pants. Uh, immediately throws a touchdown. Leads an incredible comeback. Baker Mayfield char- leads the Browns down the field. They score, but then the Ravens get uh, a field goal in the end. Incredible drama, incredible. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, IBS icon, and uh, uh, we may never see it again. Where a guy has to shit so bad, and that uh, he comes back out, the, he runs out of the tunnel to lead his team on to victory. Paul Pierce did this in a finals, where like he went down and just like like just grabbed a joint and he's like, oh no, oh, and they took him off the court in a wheelchair. In the NBA Finals, they took him off the court in a wheelchair, and all of a sudden, an iron fans. lung on the court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was intubated mid-court. <laughs> so they took him off in a wheelchair, and all of a sudden, the fans were like, "We are fucked!" Like our best player is, and then he comes back out like five minutes later, and he just starts playing again. And then, like last season, somebody asked him about it, and he was like, "Finally forthright." He was like, "Yeah, I mean." You got to do what you got to do. Like, that was diarrhea. And it was just like, I, I shit myself. And they just, like, carted me off the court so I didn't have to stand up. Well, that at, I, I think it was at the 1990 World Cup. It was definitely in an England game. but uh, Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. England's Gary Lineker was sitting down in the grass, and, um, and he'd shit himself just on the field. And – he was sort of scooching along the ground and like a, a teammate reached his hand out to like lift him up. And then I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was most likely something along the lines of I've shit myself because you see the guy's outreach hand retract. <laughs> and, and, uh, and he said, he's like in interviews, he's, he's talked about it and he said, it's lucky it was raining that night and that the field was wet and that he could just sort of wipe him his ass around a bit. On the like gra- a dog on the rug, yeah. Because that's that's all you can do. And like you know, listen, no one shits themselves because they want to. Some do. Um, yeah, it's usually, like you haven't even seen the not, Sopranos season. Not on the not, not on the field of play. I uh, well, since we're talking about poop and all sports, I relate everything to baseball, specifically New York Yankees baseball. There's a game last season, this past season that. Uh, Araldus Chapman, the Yankees closer, he's usually like, you know, fucking intense, deadpan, like staring people down, like not looking like he's having any fun out there. He comes out, he's like dancing around, kind of like fidgeting and shit. And he's, he throws 100 miles an hour and he's still throwing heaters, you know, whatever. But he's throwing heaters because he wants to get off the mound as quickly as possible because the second he closes the game out, just he, runs sprints, he sprints off the mound, doesn't high-five anybody, and just, like, books it into the dugout. And uh, 
Yeah, he definitely had to take a massive shit <laughs> unexpectedly. He just had like a couple of monsters in the butt. Dugout. The more I think about it, it's kind of incredible how many examples there are of this. I mean, I guess over a long enough time that this happens, but like um, in a in a in a Tottenham match a few weeks ago, Eric Dyer left the field uh, to shit and then came back on, and then afterwards they uh, I forget which Spurs player won man of the match, but they sat the man of the match. Uh, uh, like trophy uh, or whatever it was, a, a little plaque, and they just put it on top of the toilet and took a picture of it. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been on stage performing and like midway through, like so many times when you're when you're at a venue, like they they'll feed you beforehand, and it's nothing great. It's just like fucking shitty bar food, whatever. So it's like. You're eating shitty bar food, then you hop on, you go on stage and you're exerting yourself and you're jumping around like a lunatic. And then, so yeah, obviously that's going right. to shake some stuff loose. So yeah. I've had like many. I just say as many, many onion rings as they would give me. Basically. <laughs> like, so I've had many, many shows where I had to like basically stop midway through. I, I, I couldn't leave the stage, but I had to just like chill the fuck out, clench my butthole, sweat a whole lot, and just make <laughs> sure, like, hope to God that nothing came squirting out of me and just like the second i was done just fucking sprint off and you know paint job etc when i was like like five or six i was playing soccer um and I, my dad was the coach and i was playing goalie and i remember that like uh, the team we were playing was quite bad or i had just like was telling myself anything at this point but i really had to pee and the entire game was being played on the other end. Like, nobody was shooting on me. The ball wasn't even coming past our half. I, so I said to myself, again, I was six. I was like, nobody's looking down here. Like, I can do this. And I just, like, walked behind the goal and started peeing. <laughs> cool. and, Which, like, by the way, famously, uh, Nets, famously, uh, uh, relatively easy to see through. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had my back to everybody. That, I remember, like, the direction I was facing. It wasn't like other people could, like, just see my dick. It was like my back was to everybody. And well, I thought like I got away with it for a while. And then just like in rec soccer at that age, there's like a quarters or half time or I'm sure there's half time, but like I think there's like quarters like regularly or timeouts or something. And like my dad was the coach and he called the timeout. And I just remember I came over and he was already laughing like really hard. He was like, Do you have to go to the bathroom there? And it's like, uh, yeah, I guess. He's like, Did you guys see that? He's like, everybody saw it. Everybody was dying. <laughs> How could well, they not see that? I don't know. I was six. I was driven by need, not logic. I never, I never had to piss on the field. Um, no, all of my, uh, all of my embarrassments in, in like youth sports were always just through failure and having meltdowns. When I struck out looking for like the fifth, like the like the fiftieth time in like the nineteen ninety seven little league season, and I and I just whipped my bat at the dugout, which again we're like in in it's behind a fence, so like you can you can throw whatever you want at that. And I remember and I remember being told like by the manager like you can't do this, they're gonna kick you out of the game, and I'm just like in tears and just like. And then what? Like, like then is that, get strike could, out could that be worse? Could that be worse? <laughs> I was just afraid of the ball. I had no interest in being. I had no interest in standing in the batter's box. The ball, like, a, a, a third graders are pitching to me. Like they're going to hit me with the ball. I remember Lane 
was on my team. And I do I specifically remember a game where he got hit three times by three different bat of three different pitchers. And just like this is not worth it. And I know that they can't throw that hard, but it's 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 hard enough. I mean, I had a it's like I'm ten I, years old. Yeah, I mean, when when they started when they moved off of the pitching machines and into people pitching, I got hit a lot, and I was very small, and the bruises took up like my entire body. It was not great. I didn't play little league for too much longer because I kept being very small, and everyone else kept being <laughs> hey, not very small. <laughs> I uh, I remember uh, in like fifth or sixth grade, I was on a little league team, and. Uh, somebody who pitched for the high school and was like one of our better players. I don't really remember who it was, but they figured out that like everybody, they must've figured out in little league that like 80% of the players are incredibly scared of getting hit. So he threw like saying he threw inside is like an understatement. He was throwing like a foot off the plate uh, at basically at people. And we kept getting called for strikeouts because like, as soon as he would throw it, we'd step out of the box and like, Oh my God. And the well, that's empire, why I got called. The empire, that's why I gotta... the empire would just like have his arms up. It's like strike one. Like you got it, guys, come on strike two. Like I can't. And he's like explaining to us why he was calling strike after strike. He's like, they can't step out of the box. They can't like, <laughs> didn't say anything to the pitcher about obviously throwing yeah. at everyone. Yeah. I, I, that's the, I, I had no interest in, I was not going to get hit by a pitch ever. Um, and, and that's why I struck out so much is that I was outside the box most of the time, but you know what? Guess who never got hit by a pitch. Guess who never, guess who put exactly one ball in the play that season. Um, and I got thrown out at first. Yeah. I got no guesses. Who, who was it? I actually, there was one time, uh, I was just walking. I think I was getting told to go play in the outfield. And again, because the outfield is large, uh, you know, they had, uh, uh, you they would play with five outfielders, and so do you get, get told to play right center? And uh, I was walking out there, and um, like I think they were just tossing around the infield, and a ball like went off the first baseman's glove and hit me in the arm, and I threw like, and it. I remember that it hurt, but what I remembered more is that like, if I just throw a fucking fit about this, like I'm not gonna have to sit through this shit. I can just I can just stop, and oh. I purposely and I played up how hurt I was from a ball like hitting me in the arm. So I never got hit by a pitch. I only got hit by a deflected ball off a first baseman's mitt um, that I uh, claimed to be too injured to play. Uh, speaking as a professional youth sports coach, that happens all the time. Kids constantly go like, "Oh, I'm so hurt, I can't <laughs> fucking, I can't go on." And just like you know what's happening as soon as they do it, just like yeah, man. What they don't understand is like once you hit a certain age, it's like you don't have to fake it. Just tell me you don't want to do it, and like, I'm, what am I gonna argue with you? Like, only save your mom you? so much money. Uh, all right, let's end the show. Uh, Greg, would you like to plug any social media? Uh, I mean, you can follow my Instagram, Greg underscore Gory at six. Wait, what's my Instagram handle? Okay. Just search Greg Rosen. You'll find it. Whatever, <laughs> Greg Gory. Okay. I give haircuts. I'll, I'll if you want it. one, I'll give you one. Yeah, you, the you're in the Philly area, and you want a you want a haircut. We got your guy. Yeah, Greg underscore Gory six one three. That's me. Mike. All right, I made say goodbye, Mike. Stupid comics. Goodbye. Goodbye.